The culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. Isn't the goal of parenting not that we have these 42-year-olds who are still coming home on time and cleaning their rooms, but that they actually leave and we have hardwired them for the virtues that we want to see in them? The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast, episode 46. My name is Chris Sasser, but most people call me Sass, and I'm here today on episode 46 with uh, someone who I don't get to spend enough time with but I would call a really close friend. Absolutely. Kyle Van Zant is here. Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Sass, it's so good to be here. Anytime I get a chance just to sit down and have a conversation with you, I jump at it. Stop, stop, stop. Hey, so Kyle, um, I got to know Kyle years ago when he started working here at Port City, uh, helping to coordinate our high school ministry. And he uh, just is a great um, kind of, I think, visionary when it comes to doing ministry. And Kyle, why don't you tell everybody about your family and then really just for a minute or so about your transition out of working here at the church and uh, what you're doing now, because I want folks to hear about that. Yeah, wow. It's Of course, it's just been such an adventure life has. Life with Jesus is kind of crazy, <laughs> right? It's yes. less than conventional. Um, yeah, I, I you know, studied in college to, to really go right into the real world, probably law or politics. But man, the Lord just captured my heart for, um, yeah, just for, for, for really unlocking the potential of young people and really seeing them thrive in this world. And that's really taken me on a journey into to different areas, whether it's from a high school or a global mission organization to a church to politics to now a business. But um, yes, my wife Lauren and I, we have really just been on this adventure with each other from day one. And, uh, and of course, all of SAS's closest friends and anybody out there who loves Chapel Hill will be glad to know that I married a Carolina girl. Yes. That was probably the best move I've ever made. By far the smartest thing you've ever done. Absolutely. That's <laughs> As a demon deacon, you know, my only hope in ever winning is yes. vicariously through my wife. Got to get on the, those coattails. That's right. <laughs> I'm riding those coattails in more ways yeah. than one. Uh, but yeah, when I met Lauren right out of college, um, you know, we got married and just kind of launched out on this adventure. And, mm-hmm. and one thing, I look back at the last, what was it, 13 years of marriage? Wow. Now, almost 15 years. I skipped a couple of years that right. there. Got to get that right. I look back and I just see that we have been on an entrepreneurial journey. It's, um, you know, oftentimes creating something out of nothing, oftentimes taking a risk. Um, really all for the sake of the kingdom, though. Mm. So tell everybody about Missio. Yeah, so we, um, gosh, a few years ago, it was a vision on our hearts for many years, never really knew how it was going to unfold. But while I was working at the church, it just kept on growing. It was, uh, Missio is actually our hair product company um, that exists uh, to use beauty to restore hope and fight human trafficking. Mm, Um, It is a convergence of of our uh, experiences over the years. My wife, Lauren, is, um, even though she went to Chapel Hill and was an educator for a few years, she's always had a passion for beauty. And her first job as a 15-year-old was working in a salon. And so just using beauty to, to not only make awesome haircuts and do awesome hair, but also to really encourage women, um, especially women in need. And, and that really combined with our passion for mission and, and really serving the, the people on the, the fringes or in the, the, the margins of society really just led to this, this big vision of creating a, a double bottom line company, a, a product with purpose, mm. um, a product company, a for-profit company to really serve as a, a vehicle to um, 
to, to, to change the world and to, to mobilize a lot of people to use their gifts, to use their place of influence, to, to help people in deep need. And so we launched out on that journey a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, I had to, to go all in. And so I had to, to step off of staff here. That was a sad um, day. That was sad. It was sad, but exciting. It was, it was just part of the sacrifice. And uh, so, so that's where we've been for the past few years. And of course, I still get to text these guys all the time and, and they still make fun of me all the time. Uh, oh yeah. Fun. You know, it's, it's part it, of it. It's part of it. It That's comes right. with it. Okay. So this is the parent <laughs> network podcast. Your dad. I am a dad. Uh, so talk about your fa- talk about your girls. I mean, obviously we know yeah. Lauren, but talk about your girls and maybe what are some things that you're learning as a parent right now? Yeah. So uh, we have a, an eight year old named Layla. who's just, uh, gosh, a beautiful, beautiful girl. So talented and a four year old full of life, huge personality named Reagan um, two girls, so I'm a girl dad. Um, <laughs> wow, what what an awesome adventure. You know, Lauren and I walking kind of by faith all these years and kind of doing some crazy things. We didn't really know how life would change when we had kids. And really what it looks like is just taking them along the ride with us, so along the, the, on the adventure with us as we continue to pursue God and his calling in our lives. And um, so we've been learning now for eight years what that looks like yeah. and what it looks like to, to raise them up and to... Um, to train them up in the right ways. And you know, I think one, one big thing is um, more is caught than taught. Yeah. And so oftentimes I might not have really like the content or the, 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 the thing that I need to share with them, but they, they get to watch us. They get to see us and they get to see us living by faith. And it's been so fun and I've learned a lot. So I love one of the ways that you just said that. You said uh, we are going to take them along the journey with us versus what I, what I think a lot of parents do is they they pause their journey to go on their kids' journey for yeah. a whole number of years. So can you flesh that out a little bit? Yeah. Um, I mean, like that that just caught me as an interesting way to say it. That that I'm not sure all parents sort of think in 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 that way. Well, I think it's it's one of those things where even you kind of look at our life with God, right? Like we, we get to, when we encounter him and we, we become his children through Jesus and, and we are his sons and his daughters, we then get to be a participant in his work in this world, right? Yeah. And in, same, in the same way, it's, you know, we are living this life. We are pursuing God and his purposes for our life. And all of a sudden we have these kids with us. And, you know, rather than kind of stopping that part of our life, we just say, you know what? The, the best way to raise them up in the faith is just to, to take them along with us. They get to participate with us now in what God has, has called us to do. And, um, and that's just the way we've always seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's, you know, I look, I go all the way back to how I was raised. And I, and I see my, my parents really set a great foundation. They, they were a great example for me um, in, in how they raised us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm number two of six kids. Uh, three of my youngest sisters are adopted from Romania, but they gave me the perspective of parenting as, you know, this is what God has called us to do, and you guys are going to come yeah. with us. And you so get to be we a part to, of it. We went to Romania a lot. We adopted three girls from Romania. We got to see the world through from a different perspective, and and my parents were just kind of leading the way and took us right along with them. And it was very uncomfortable a lot of times. It was kind of scary and into the unknown. But looking back, that was kind of the the, the foundation they laid, the example that they gave me and, and same with Lauren, her parents were the same and, and just kind of like, Hey, this is, God has called us to do this. You're going to come with us. And so it was almost just kind of the way that we are raised in it. I think that's great. And I just didn't want to run past that because again, yeah. I, I do think I even get caught up as a parent and I see a lot of parents getting caught up on, Oh, we're going to go on the journey that our kids are on instead of going on a journey as the adults who should have a better connection 
with God and where the journey should go, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and to invite the kids along the journey with you instead of vice versa. Obviously, there are times where I go on journeys with our kids, but, totally. but I think that's just such a great, Absolutely. great perspective and way to way to see that. Okay, so what are some things that that kind of your girls are into, uh, or, or what are maybe just some of the issues? Is probably a strong word, but what are some of the things that you are seeing that are starting to bubble up in your girls? Now that you just know you and Lauren have to pay attention to his parents. Yeah, you know, the world is chaotic. And I, I think oftentimes, you know, we look at, at what's happening um, just all over in the culture and everything. They're, they're eight and they're four, right? But we're also, we're already seeing that, man, they catch so much in this world. You know, they're both in school. They're, you know, they're hearing things that their friends are saying. Um, they're eight and four, but, you know, online stuff, social media stuff already gets to them. It's just a, it's kind of a crazy thing. So we're starting to see like, okay, well, they're very easily influenced. Mm. They're really yes. easily influenced by the world around them. And um, we want to be the main influencers in their life. So what does that look like? To what extent do we kind of protect them from certain things? To what extent do we just kind of join them in their worlds? I think we're still trying to figure that out themselves. But I think even at four years old, you begin to see these questions of like identity, right? And so much, so much in this world is competing for their identity and for the way they see themselves, um, for the way that they are, you know, that they think others see them. And so one of the things we want to do is really get ahead of that. Yeah. Having worked with teenagers for so many yeah. years, we, we kind of know where things go. Yes. Um, so one of the things that we we're really just trying to do as parents is really just to, we, we, want, we want to be redemptive truth tellers. We want to always tell them. Kind of flesh that out <laughs> a little bit. Come on. We always want to tell them, you know, the, the truth of who they are and how God sees them in Jesus. And, and I know that's kind of really like kind of big theological okay. stuff. But, but we want to always be telling them who they are um, in Christ. They're, they're, one of the things that we, we say all the time with the girls, I say it every night, and I, I stole this from somebody, so I'm, I'm not going to get well, that's all. It, we, we all just we don't all think do. for people. It doesn't matter. But they repeat this with me. Um, I'm not what I have, what I do, or what people say. Mm. I'm a child of God, and no one can take that away. Wow. And we, we say that because I want that, that truth-telling to kind of permeate you know, who they are all the time. I want them to always be reminded that they're not what we have and don't have. You know, As entrepreneurs, one day we have nothing. Maybe one day we'll have a lot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What I do, this is a big one for me because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist and so is Lauren. And so one of the things we're dealing with with our girls even is perfectionism. Both of them kind of have taken after us in those ways. They're performers. They like to achieve. They get mad when they fall short. So we want to get ahead of that because we know where that can lead. Absolutely. I've dealt with a lot of issues because of that. Yeah. And so you're not what you do. Um, you, you're not defined by what happens to you. You're not defined by the mistakes that you make. Um, you're not defined by any of those things because we all do them. And you're not defined by kind of what the world's standards of success and failure are. Um, and, and, and we're also not defined by what people say, mm. whether it's good or bad. Um, we're, we're, we're only, we, we are who God says we are. And we're, we're his children, right? And then down the road, they're learning more and more that we're his redeemed, yeah. we're his masterpiece, yeah. we're his new creation, we're his so, so what are some of the ways, I mean, obviously you get him to repeat that with you yeah. at night, but are there any other ways that you would say that you're trying to impart those truths into them? I mean, I know the way you and Lauren live just exude that in a yeah. lot of different ways, but anything else you can think of that might um, help them see that? I think we we do so verbally all the time. Yeah. I think I'm I'm almost 
you know, sometimes I, I'm like, Am I, do I say this too much? And oh, I, I get the eye rolls from my kids and, sometimes. And I'm beginning they're, they're to older from Layla, now, so yeah, you know, yeah. the eight-year-old. We know. You love us. We know. We get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah. But I think I want to be like, again, just make sure yeah. that, that I'm doing my end of communication and just telling them, but not just telling them, it's showing them. Yeah. It's showing them love. I think, so with Layla, who's, um, she's in third grade, Bradley Creek, beautiful ballet dancer. Um, you know, who knows where, where this is all going to go in terms of, you know, what she decides to do, what she becomes passionate about. Um, but we're already having to, um, to help her understand that she, she isn't defined by successes and failures. And so one of the things that I say with her every single day is, it's almost, have you read the book Mindset before? I don't think I have. It's a good, good book. It's, it's, uh, I think it's written by some psychologists. It's been a while since I read it, but it's about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And so many of us are raised up in this idea of a fixed mindset, or we, um, we, we are what we accomplish. Or, you know, like in fourth grade, you get placed into a certain math level, and that stays with you forever. That's right. Our culture really kind of promotes this fixed mindset. Yeah, well, you get labeled. We get labeled. Yeah. We get labeled. Well, the growth mindset is we can always grow. We can, we can even if we fall short, um, we can learn from that and kind of move on. And it's always sometimes even celebrating failure, mm-hmm. right? Or even if like the, the outcome is like a C on a test, we celebrate the effort. Yeah, that's right. The progress. Right? And so it's one thing I say with Layla all the time is, you know, do your best and let it rest. Mm, do your good. best and let it rest. So she doesn't become so defined by her performance. Yeah, because we live in a culture where you have to be the best, yeah. not do your best. And I'm the same way. I, I feel like I want to teach my kids, oh, no, no, you don't have to be the best because guess what? There's only one the best in whatever. Does that mean the rest of us are, are just terrible? No, do your best. Absolutely. In the process. Sorry to interrupt. No, I think, and I think that's a, um, it's a, a really um, important message for, for our kids and for our kids to understand that. And for, for my daughter, Layla, especially being the older one, for her to know that um, I am with her regardless of the outcomes of what she does. Yeah, that's good. And so just reminding her of that on a daily basis, beginning to, to show that to her all the time, beginning to put 83s on a test up on the fridge, not just 99s. You know, like, you know, I'm that's celebrating cool. your effort here and that's we're celebrating cool. the, the fact that, that you're putting your best foot forward and we, and, and we learn from those times when we fall short. Um, and then also just, yeah, scripture. Just always just kind of, we, we, we try to share with them really biblical things and just remind them of that. But again, I don't have a full understanding of what I'm doing. In fact, I really don't know what I'm doing a lot. None of us do, Kyle. <laughs> you know, and that's... None of us do. And that's kind of where Lauren and I are just like, let's care for our hearts. Let's care for our marriage. Let's let's kind of let them catch that this redemptive truth-telling in our home. Mm, yeah. And and hopefully that can kind of permeate into their lives um, as, as we raise them. But, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Around every corner is a challenge, that's for sure. Always. Um, anything else you feel like you're learning as a parent right now, man, gosh, all the time. I think one of the things, um, we're even trying to prepare ourselves for, I I alluded to it earlier is, is how do we deal with social media and kind of the chaos of this world? Um, and how do we raise our kids up in it? Mm -hmm. You know, cause there's so many conflicting messages about, about identity, about how we're supposed to live, about, you know, kids comparing themselves to each other and the pressure and, and what results in like depression and anxiety um, through the world of social media and, and YouTube and stuff. So we're, we're really already trying to, to figure out how to navigate that. And the first thing we do is, um, you know, let's really try to have a life where we limit like screens. I know that's, you know, we, we hope it doesn't sound legalistic, but we have no screen Sundays. 
just to almost as a reset, mm. right? Because I think even when we don't try to get, they don't have phones, they don't have any of that stuff, but it's so easy for them oh, to kind yeah. of get that, that glimpse, that window into the world. Yeah. And for us, let's like, let's try to shut that down a little bit. Let's let them kind of, you know, enjoy kind of life together and their family. Let's begin to prepare them and maybe even say, hey, this is one of our values as a home. We really take breaks from being so connected. Yeah. And so I think that's one thing that we're learning too. Um, and I don't, I don't think that kids can be too young for you to begin, you know, setting rhythms like that in your yeah. own family. Well, and my guess is that when you say no screen Sunday, you don't just mean the two of them. You mean yeah. the four of you. We try. Right. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, try. No, I'm with you. We try. I'm with you. But, but that is kind of one of the things that I've learned in, in a lot of people talking about trying to reduce you know, social media and screen time with kids is the way, the way to really do it well is to, to do it as a family yeah. for, for mom and dad to put the, the device down as well and walk away from it um, in the same way that you ask the kids to do it. So, yeah. so simple, like practical things yeah. like that, that we're, yeah. that we're learning and walking through. Yeah. And cool. What would you say has been, and you don't have to get too personal with this, but what have, what have been some of the hardest parenting things that you've had to deal with, with your girls, or maybe you've already said it with some of the, the way the world's coming at them or whatever, but anything come to mind? Well, I think sometimes Lauren and I see ourselves so much in our kids, right? <laughs> and I think, and I know I'm not alone in, in saying this. Yeah. And, and you we can, got too many me's as well. That's right. That's and what you we can got. see, yeah. you can see like the mistakes coming. You can see, oh man, we are this. Her her personality is gonna be just like who we were, and and you almost can foresee some of the challenges they're gonna face, and you, you can you can try to stop it. You can try to like protect them and, and steer them away from that. So you can, I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did, or you can just be with them in it. Mm. And I, I think one of the things that we've learned is it's, it's easier. And the thing that we want to do is protect our kids so much from making those same mistakes, but that might not always be the best thing to do. I think the most important thing that we can do, knowing that having that foresight, kind of seeing where things are going is, all right, we're just going to be with you in it. And we're going to really commit to being with you in it. And so that's hard as a parent to do. And that, that, that takes a, a, a deeper sense of surrender, a letting yeah. go kind a, of hold, a trust of God, a trust of God, yeah, holding right. them with an open hand. Cause yeah. you know, again, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've said perfectionism. Well, it's hard to, to, to kind of be geared toward performance. And, and I know that, that there are going to be times when our girls who, who are really perfectionists and they want to achieve things, I know that failure is coming. And I know how hard it is for, for, to deal with failure. Yeah. And sometimes to even yeah, be so deeply hurt or affected or kind of find your identity in that. Yeah. Um, and my commitment to Layla especially is to just sit with her in that. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want kind of one of those first big moments of failure to be when they are outside of your home. And there's nobody to be with them in that. And so, unfortunately, that is kind of what our culture has done in the last probably 10 to 20 years is to try to limit their failure. Um, And then it's why when kids kind of go off to college or wherever and they fail, they just epically fail and fall off the deep end. And so I think it's super wise to let them fail Mm -hmm. while they're under your care. Walk with them through the failure. Don't shield them from it. And, and then they learn how to deal with failure. Absolutely. And right? I think that's one of the big, I, I, there's a, a good friend and mentor of mine who's just such a, a good dad. One of the things I love about him, all his kids are really different, is that regardless of the circumstances or the things his kids have dealt with, he has always maintained that open trust relationship with his children. 
right? Even and, and they've been open with him. They've been forthright with the things that they've done. And I just think that that's such a huge thing to, to keep those open lines of communication yeah, that's right. open always is really something that I'm seeking to do um, because when things get hard, yeah, you know, we still have that. Yeah, right. right. And, 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 and we, we still have our, my daughters will know that I'm going to be here there for them, regardless no of what they've what. done, that's what's right. happened to them, where they've succeeded, where they've failed. Yeah. And, and that's that's really my, my biggest goal as a parent to, yeah. to always make sure they know I'm with them. Yeah. OK, the one story. more one more kind of big category and then we'll see what else you want to finish with. Um, so so having been around you know, students and kind of teenagers all your early adult life, even now in different ways. Um, what are some of the things that you kind of see going on with teenagers today that you just kind of want to make sure? I mean, I mean, parents are aware of all this, but just what are some things you see with teenagers now that you would want to point out to parents? Well, I think that there's so much going on. I think one of the big things that always sticks out to me with with teenagers in this age of social media influencers, all that stuff is is just how unhealthy comparison can become. Yep. I think that that it, it's it you, we're seeing a lot of the the depression. I mean, I think there are statistics out there that say you know teen depression is just skyrocketing right now. It's so high. Yeah. And I think we can really connect that back directly to um to to how kids constantly compare themselves to each other. Um, I think of course yeah we, we there are definitely some issues with family in this yeah. country that we yeah. can really look back to in the broken home and and kids oftentimes finding their identity and and in their circumstances, you yeah. know, things that happen to them. So there, there's a lot of complexities. But going back to the idea of comparison, I just think it's so important to to have children, have young people, especially teenagers, surrounded by people who are always telling them the truth about who they are. Yeah, that's good. About who they are, regardless of what that up, how many followers that person has. Because I think there's always that striving to, to find that sense of identity and purpose and acceptance when, you know, if we're in Jesus, we have that. You know, we, we, we're, we're victorious. You yeah, know, we have right. a deep sense of community. And, and I think one of the best ways to even do that is as parents is um, oftentimes I remember when I was teaching in a, in a high school, a Christian high school, and I would really mentor a lot of young guys especially. And I would say something really simple to them, and they would take it and they would cling to it and it would change them. And their parents would come to me and said, I've said that to him a thousand a times. Thousand times. Yeah. You know, and I'm just a different voice. Yeah. I'm coming at it from a different angle. And I think that, again, telling telling kids, young people, the truth about who they are, especially in Christ, by many voices is so crucial. Yeah. Um, we've learned in, in these years of studying students and, and how to really reach them with the gospel and, and how to really reach them and raise them up in the faith. We've learned that that it's it's good to surround each kid with like six other adults in addition to the parents. Yep, that's right. To, to create that, that really a circle, that community of people who's really committed to surrounding that child and, and speaking truth into their lives and really being there for them when they're kind of dealing with the storm of, of comparison and, and family dynamics and everything else that's going on in this culture. So, mm-hmm. And that takes key. work as a parent yeah. to be able to create that web of the right influences around your kid through church or through sports or whatever kind of vehicles you have. But I agree with you. It's so critical. Yeah. I mean, I see that in, in our kids to where, you know, they have, they have a lot of those voices in their life. And I'm so thankful for the other people that are, that are reinforcing who they are in Christ. Absolutely. More than just me and Karin. And, and, you know, I encourage parents, you know, don't be offended when, 
other adults Amen. say things and your kid gets it. It has nothing to do with, you know, what you're doing or not doing as a parent. Yeah. Oftentimes it is just a, a different angle or yeah. a different perspective or a different voice yeah. um, that the kids listen to. And I think that's just the beauty of community. Yeah. That's the beauty of church. That's the beauty of just surrounding your, your family with other families who are really walking on the same journey with you. Yeah. Well, I think part of it too, as a parent, it, it goes to, to your own pride, like is the goal that I get to be the biggest influence in my son and daughter's life or is the goal that they get influenced for Christ? Amen. Yeah. And if, if the goal is the second one, I don't care. I mean, of course I, I, there's a part of me that cares, but, but what I really want is I want them looking up to other people. I want them following other people. I want them hearing from other people. It doesn't all have to come from me. That's great. And, and so I have to, to, to be able to trust God first. And then trust that that the people that I put in their lives are the right people, and 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 let him do his work through all them. So that's so good. Well, um, anything else you want to say to parents? You said a lot of great stuff. Oh, keep on keeping on. Yeah, you know I think it's. Uh, I, I remember when Lauren and I talked about starting to have kids. Um, I was terrified. I was I was so scared. I, when I was in eighth grade, um, one of my close friends passed away. He was in ninth grade. Um, and I remember seeing his parents, you know, deal with that. And it, it was, it was beautiful because they, they said during his, his service that, you know, they had surrendered their child to God. Mm. They, they let him go. Wow. And that's how they're getting through this, knowing that, you know, God, God gave us our son for, for this many years. And we, we always saw him as somebody we're stewarding. Mm. And that is an ultimate place of, of surrender and letting go. And so I had to get to a place in my personal walk of holding my kids with an open hand. It's like God has chosen us to be their parents, but ultimately they belong to him. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I'm really praying every day, how can I best steward my children? And I can only do that from a place of, of complete surrender, you know, asking God to help me, to show me the way. Forgiveness. And so, yeah, so <laughs> I just, day, I really right? encourage, yeah. I encourage parents to, you have to kind of find that place of deeper surrender with God it, and, and to, to hold their kids with an open hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so good. Well, I wanted to have Kyle on because, uh, because obviously we have been in and around our daddy daughter dance. And so it's kind of a little bit of, been a little bit of a focus on dads and daughters the last couple of weeks um, with Taylor Swander last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, go listen to that episode 45. Kyle, t- did you have fun at the dance? Oh you guys have my goodness. The girls <laughs> haven't stopped talking about it. Awesome. It was so fun. Awesome. We, so uh, fun. Go if you haven't yet. Yeah. It's, we we do awesome. a daddy daughter dance once a year and I uh, had it just this past weekend and, and it was super fun. I got a, a email from a dad this morning, just basically saying that, you know, all the process of buying the dress and going out to dinner and uh, kind of being able to, to kind of have that time with his daughter was so special. And then he said on Sunday after church, so day after, uh, after church and most of the day, she was kind of just wanted to be with him the whole time. Wow. And so for me, like that's the win is helping dads develop a deeper connection with their kids, not just daughters, obviously. Um, and we did in and around this, um, we created kind of, uh, we have resources at pc3parents.org. There's a resources page. What we've now created, we had this idea, um, we have a page for dads and are soon to be having a page for moms. So if you go to pc3parents.org and the resources page, you'll see a little button that says for dads. So if you're a dad and you're looking for specific resources for you, uh, you can click there. Moms, don't worry. Yours is coming next. And we're going to have uh, some interviews coming up with some other moms um, soon just to kind of talk about things that are going on. But we really hope that what we're able to provide is just helpful for you as you equip and encourage um, your kids 
uh, in their walk with God. So Kyle, thanks again for being here. Thank you, Sass. Yeah, it was a, an honor and a pleasure. Thanks. And you, you and Lauren both have to come back. We're going right, we to sure tag will. team this sometime soon. Yeah, I totally married up, so you'll you'll yes. really appreciate having yes. her on. Go Heels. <laughs> um, so uh, follow us at PC3Parents on Instagram and Twitter. There's a PC3Parents um, page on Facebook. Uh, and let us know if you have any questions. You can always send us emails uh, at parents at portcitychurch.org if you have anything you want to talk about. Um, so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.